0: You were made to think big, to big, with it. But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, Give a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Give a life bigger
1: Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchba.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching.
0: What happens is sometimes I lose focus, sometimes I need to refocus. And in those moments, I I fast and do these things, but I never do it to earn God's attention. I do it to check myself, to step into what God has already provided. Does that make sense? Then he spoke a parable to him or to them. And here Jesus uses uh, two illustrations to uh, illustrate uh, the contrast between the old situation and the new situation of the kingdom of God. And, you know, a great way to ruin a new situation is keeping the attitude from the old situation. It, it, it completely destroys things. No one... Now, Jesus could have said with any sense. He didn't say that, but but this is the implication. No one with any sense puts a piece from a garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a what? Tear. An unshrunk piece of garment connected and attached to an already shrunken piece of garment. When water hits it, the heat from the wash and the dry hits it, It will. The, what will happen is the patch will shrink and it will begin to tear the old garment. In fact, we have uh, on the screen uh, uh, right there, do you notice there that while the, the thread is, is, is being created, that there's tension? It's being pulled. And in order to, to create the thread of the garment from the cotton, it has to be twisted, and it has to be some tension on it. And really what happens when uh, water hits a garment made of cotton, etc., is not so much that it shrinks. What, happen is, what happens is when the heat and the water hits the threads, they relax and go back to their original size and shape. So it's not that they're shrinking. It's just that when they were uh, put on that piece of fabric, they were stretched, and and they just relax and go back to natural size. So let's look again at, at the verse. Jesus says, no one with good sense. Now, some of us in this room don't qualify, but keep looking straight ahead, and no one will know it's you. He says, no one... Puts a piece from a new garment on an old. You see, Jesus did not come to repair your old life. And that's the problem. That's why many of you are frustrated. Because you wanted God to to bless and to, to fix your old life. You didn't really want change. You just wanted him to improve the old. He didn't come to fix your old life. He came to give you a completely new life. And until you're radically saved, what I'm saying will make no sense to you. If you're just trying to, again, repair the old instead of step into the new, you will never really get this thing that Christ has called us to. You know, I have some advantage over folks in this room. When I met the Lord, I was a business major. I was planning to go into business. I, I had, uh, you know, I had lots of things set up for me. I actually was running a business in college. But when I got saved, God, see, I wanted God to just add to my old life. I wanted God to just bless me in the business field. He said, no, Derek, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to step into a new life. And, and, and I entered this thing with the understanding that, you know what? I'm going to have to let go of the old and step into the new if I'm going to really walk with Jesus. What happens with, with other folks, though, is, 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 is you're, you know, 20 years into your walk, God says, step into the new. You're like, I never heard of anything like this. How is this happening? Oh, my God. But the reality is, this is what he wanted all the time. He doesn't want to just bless your old way. He wants to give you a completely new way. God's not trying to fit in. He is trying to break you out of everything you have been into. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old. Otherwise... The new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. I want to speak for a moment into the lives of our singles. And I want to talk about being torn and mismatched. Torn and mismatched. Here's the text. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Why do you keep trying to patch what God wants to be replaced? Stay with me. Stay with me. You know the joke is a buster. You know it. But you insist on trying to fix him. The brother barely fits while he's still trying. Trying. Right now he's trying to get you and you know trying to trying to get with you and all so so he's he's being aggressive and attentive and doing all those things. But but what you're gonna do is marry him, pour warm water on him, and let him relax, and then be surprised that your heart is torn. What's gonna happen as soon as you marry that Joker? Do you hear what I'm saying? He's gonna relax, go back to his normal size, (laughs) rip a hole in your heart, and you're gonna be like, God, why? God, why? And you're dealing with the basic laws of physics here. If the brother ain't right when he's doing his best, what you think gonna happen when he ain't trying no more? When he already got you? It's the best advice I give to single people. And she's standing, so I'm gonna talk to you. and what you do is you run as fast as you can for Jesus as fast as you can then you look to your right and to your left if there's somebody keeping up with you that might be the person but here's what a lot of y'all do I'm not just talking about the ladies I'm talking about the brothers too I mean y'all running for Jesus but then you gotta stop oh oh he's cute though I can come back up here oh come on come on come on you can do it you can do it you can do it you're out of the race you're out of the race And if you, if you got to do that to get them, you're going to have to keep doing that to keep them. Verse 37. Like I said, I'll be nicer next week. Verse 37. And no one, remember the qualifier with good sense, puts new wine into old wineskins. You see, as wine uh, ferments, the gases from the fermentation stay inside the wines. They didn't have bottles like we do today. And what would happen is the gases, again, the fermenting gases, would begin to expand in the actual wineskin. And once the wineskin expanded, the, the, you know, the, the, the skin would get stretched as far as it could possibly get, and there's no, no more room for expansion. Let's keep going. And no one, this is important because this is God's word to this house. It's really significant what I'm about to say to you. Puts new wine into old wineskins. What Jesus is saying The moment we become inflexible, we become unusable. The problem with the old wineskin is that it's it's stretched as far as it's ever going to stretch. And it cannot and will not go any further. And the moment you say to God, I'm not willing to go any further, I'm not willing to be stretched any more than I've been stretched. God can no longer pour wine and use you the way he did in the past. No one with good sense. How many think God has good sense? If God has good sense, he's going to follow his own advice. So the things he's stating to the Pharisees here, he's also going to apply in the lives of his people. No one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled. You see, if we do not keep our perspectives fresh, God may have to lovingly back up and not pour in what he wants into our lives because he knows it might burst us. When you become rigid, when you become stuck, God can no longer pour. All he could do is give you what he's already given you. Do you understand? Know? No one puts new wine into old skins, or, or, or else the new will burst and the wineskins will, will be spilled and ruined. A new outpouring of God will be totally wasted if, if we try to embrace the new things without changing the old attitude. The enemy of great is good, but the greatest enemy of new is old. And, and I believe that the Lord is saying that I have some things I, I want to happen down there in Dumfries with them grace Choke church folk. But here's the deal. What God's going to do may not look like your mom and them church. What God's going to do may not look like where you came from. And the only way he's going to use you in this new day and setting is if you're willing to make adjustments, if you're willing to adapt, if you're, if you're willing to change. Yes. Now, the message is, is eternal. The message never changes, but our method does. Yes. And even though when it comes to the message, you know, I think I know, but the Bible says I'm looking through a glass darkly. Meaning, I still don't know the way I ought to know. Meaning, he continually gives new light on that which I already know. But if you're going to act like you already got it, you already know it, you already arrived. God can no longer use you in the next phase. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro the earth. And the Bible said God's looking for men and women from whom he can show himself strong. What is he saying? I'm looking for vessels that are willing to stress, that I could pour something new into, and they they, they won't bust, they won't break. They're not brittle. People that are still malleable and tender to my touch. And what God is saying, as we grow, we better stay tender. We need to stay hungry. And the issue is not that you're bad people. The problem is you're not hungry. I'm not talking about you. It's the person next to you. Do you want them enough to change? People say, and I think I said this last week, we don't change until the pain from the way things are exceeds the pain we think we're going to get from the change. Does God have to speak to you through pain? Or can He just speak to you through His word? When He says shift, we shift. When a cloud moves, I move. That has to be my mentality. but new wine must, must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved. Pay attention. God cares about the wine and the wineskin. So sometimes he has to hold back his blessing because we have lost the capacity to change. He's like, I'm going to keep blessing you in paths you've traveled. I'm going to keep blessing you the same way I always have, not because I don't have better, because that's all you will accept. That's how we get stuck. You know, in the kingdom, growing old and old wineskin has nothing to do with age. You know, when you grow old. When you won't shift, when you won't change, when you won't stretch anymore. Because I know some old people that are younger than some young people because they're willing to to, to to shift, to change, to adapt, to stretch. They remain flexible and they're full of life. But as soon as you get stuck, you're in essence saying, I don't want no better. I don't want any more. And God is not going to force you. In fact, if he forced you, it will bust you. He loves you too much to break and to bust you in that way. So he just backs up and says, I'll let you have church as usual. But there got to be some people in this room that wants more than church as usual. Because I could have preached a much nicer message. There wasn't somebody in this room that was hungry for the truth of God. No matter where it takes me, no matter how much it stretches me. God, I'm hungry for your truth. Lord, help me see what I learned before in a new and a fresh way. Help me apply things like I've never applied them before. God, I want to be changed. I want to be more like you. I'm not overly impressed with who I am. I'm impressed with who you are. And until I'm completely like you, I'm willing to change. That has to be our heart. Has to be our heart as a people. And no one... Having drunk old wine, immediately desires new. This was actually a very sympathetic thing Jesus says. He understands that, you know, people are naturally resistant to change. I mean, I want my food on the same place at the table. I always get my food. I want my chair in the same spot. You move my chair, I'm going to be bothered. It's normal. And, you know, everything that is, is not always bad. We don't just change things for the sake of changing things. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But Jesus knew that, you know, people would, would, would resist change. But, but here's the problem. If you don't taste the new, you have no grounds to compare the old. And this is how the devil locks us up. We say, well, you know, what I got is good, but good is the enemy of best. But what I got is good, or it's okay, it's survivable, it's doable, you know, got the t-shirt, done that. But I choose to live in blissful ignorance because I'm never going to try anything that could be more. And that's how people get trapped. They get stuck because they're satisfied with what is. And they're so satisfied they lose their appetite for more. But you see, the cry of my heart is more. Lord, if what is was enough, the United States of America would be singing hallelujah. Our crime rate wouldn't be what... If what is was so good, our world wouldn't be the way it is. So the cry of my heart and the cry of this is, Lord, more. Whatever change you need to, to make, start with me. Oh, God, I will be available. I will be that person. Stretch me, Lord. Do what you got to do. Because obviously what we're doing right now is not enough. But here's the deal. Some of us, you know, I don't care about them. I'm happy. You had a world going to hell, but you know what? My, 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 my kids are all right. That type of self-absorption. Who never get you to step out into the things God has for you i 'm teaching this message today because I feel like the Holy Spirit has said to me, son, a lot of things are going to change at grace. I mean the demographics might shift the of course, the attendance continues to grow and and we're, we're in summer everyone 's on vacation, and the room's almost full, so imagine what 's going to happen in the fall i mean uh you know, people that were placed here may be placed over there. And, and we got to be ready for the shift and the change. And, and you see, what, what happens with people, they get stuck because they say, well, it used to be better. You won't even really try the new. Because what was old was new at one point and you had to push yourself through the barriers then to begin to enjoy the old. But, but now, you know, the new, you say, well, I want the old. And, and that's, that, that's what happens. And that's how we get stuck. The disciples could have said they could have spent the rest of their lives saying, I wish Jesus was walking the shores with us again as he used to. I wish Jesus would would show up with his sandals and he would sleep right next to me in the bunk. and, And they could have got stuck because of the way things were. But Jesus said, it's better that I go away. Do you understand? And I mean, in your mind, what could be better than walking and feeling and touching Jesus? But Jesus said, it's better that I go away. So sometimes good is the enemy of best. It was good for Jesus to be there, but best was for him to go away. Best sometimes at first doesn't look so good. Best sometimes is not always so attractive. But we got to be willing to embrace the master no matter where he leads us. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new, for he says the old is what? Better. Here's something I know. Things are the way they are because we stay the way we are. Can I say that again? Yeah. Things are the way we, they, they are because we stay the way we are. So if you want things to stay the way they are, just stay. But if you want things to get better than the way they are, it's going to gonna have to change. It's going to have to be adjustments. It's got to be shifts. Sometimes you're going to have to stretch. Stretching's not comfortable. Women that have babies, some, of the, some have marks for the rest of their life because the baby made them stretch. But some of us are so busy trying to be cute that we can't give birth. We want a cute church service where everything lines up, fits in a box. Being cute while the world going to hell. The world had a problem. The way God solved it was by sending a baby. His name was Jesus. What we give birth to, did you hear me? What we give birth to is the thing that will change the world. But we got to be willing to stretch. We're going to have to be willing to enlarge. It's not comfortable waddling around. Can't see your feet anymore. Can't bend over riding. Got this crazy appetite. Always hungry. But I must be pregnant because I'm always hungry. I must be about to give birth to something because I'm starving. I'm snacking between the snacks. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after godliness, for they shall be filled. Why? Because we're pregnant with the will and the word of God in our lives. We're producing life in this world. God wants this church to become a birthing room. He wants this house to be full of midwives. Bringing into existence things that have never been, possibilities, answering the world's problems to what we birth. But here's the deal, how does a woman get pregnant? Who she gets next to.
1: This is the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ.
0: Live safe. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising. And despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino Church, Asian Church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they cause. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. Each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org, and we can make a difference together.